1: Thank <laughs> you.
0: The Aggies come calling with Cooper Mays. I'm Dave Hooker. The Vol Report with Cooper is brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, CityHeatAndAir.com, Integrity Matters. So let's get rolling. Uh, Coop is now one game back and a bye week before uh, A&M. I want to get your thoughts on A&M, of course. But first, having that bye week after you returned against South Carolina, uh, how important do you think? that was for you individually
1: for me yeah definitely much needed i i took full advantage of it for sure but i needed it
0: yeah so you um i've always wondered what it's like for a player to come back midstream which you had to do against south carolina because everybody else's conditioning is kind of at a at a different level what's what's that like just to kind of jump in there even though you've got experience it's got to be a challenge
1: yeah i think the the hardest part is i mean obviously yeah conditioning is an issue in and of itself but kind of getting to the point where your body can is adjusted to playing again i mean there's definitely a point where you get beat up so bad at a point in the season where near the end you're like your body's thing you're done but uh yeah if you don't do if you don't do the preseason training like me it's, it was hard to get into it, but, you know, it actually ended up being really good to have the bye week after because it, it kind of reset the clock for me
0: a little bit. Could you actually be fresher in November than had you had you played the first part of the season?
1: Yeah, my thought is, is that in a few weeks, I will be kind of – my body will be back adjusted, and at and, and that point, most people's bodies will be broken down by that point in the season. So hopefully I'll, I'll I'll be fresh till the end of the year.
0: Yeah. and And
1: Decently fresh, I guess.
0: No, I think so. And we talked about how you, you played against South Carolina it was so obvious the impact you had, but when you went back and looked at it, I know you judge yourself more harshly than, than anybody else. How, how did you grade yourself?
1: About where I thought I was like mid eighties. I mean, it wasn't, I, I didn't have a, a great great game but considering the circumstances i thought it was a, a a pretty good job and you know it ended up working out good for the team too
0: how the before we get to you now how the how the rest of the offensive line grayed out because i'm sure they they liked having you there it has to bring a certain amount of confidence
1: yeah no i think everybody has some pretty good grades and and i think if you watch the film back i think we we controlled the line of scrimmage and and there was a lot of a lot of instances of people finishing really well, and and I thought we ran the ball really well too. So I,
0: I had no complaints. How would you describe this offense compared to last year? And I say that with this backdrop. I find it very intriguing to watch how you guys are developing, and how you're such a an incredible running football team. But you were a good running football team last year too. But I find the evolution very intriguing what what are your your thoughts on where you guys are as an offense now philosophically as as opposed to last year
1: Uh, I'm not really sure if we're that much different I think just the way stuff unfolds you you realize you have some strengths here and there that you may not have had the year before some you know just different stuff that unfolds and and you realize kind of you get your groove going a little bit and you kind of figure out what's your bread and butter and I think you know having a backfield full of three guys that are really really good you know as far as the running back room is what i'm talking about i mean that really bodes well and 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 does well for us because everybody's fresh all the time and it it's it's hard to stop those guys
0: yeah it's it's pretty impossible in your all's offense to to touch the ball 30 times a game as a as a running back right right yeah yeah, I, guess. I, mean, I think so.
1: It's not – I don't know. I just think it's not really that day and age anymore, you know? Yeah. I just don't think – I don't know. I think I think most people – I mean, obviously there's some anomalies that took the rock like 30 times a game or whatever. But, I mean, the era of like the big bruiser back that lines up in high formation and kind of just goes downhill for 40 times a game, I don't think that's really – it's not really what's in the game anymore. You know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the conversation begins and ends with Derrick Henry. I can't think of another one.
1: That's that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, you got your Derrick Henrys of the world, but there aren't really Derrick Henrys of the world.
0: There's <laughs> there's, there's a Derrick Henry, <laughs> Derrick Henry so.
1: but yeah, I, I think I think you see a more a more different version of a back when it comes to nowadays football. Everybody's trying to get out of the backfield a little bit more when it comes to the pass game, and I don't know. You just see people that are mismatches for linebackers in space more. I would say smaller backs that can get out there in space and, and do stuff in the past game, catch the ball a little bit and run, you know, for their fair share too.
0: Agreed. Let's turn to AM, and The ball report brought to you uh, with Cooper Mays brought to you by city heating and air conditioning integrity matters, city heating and air conditioning, city heat and air.com. Uh, they will certainly take care of you and not, suggest a, a whole new unit if all you need is some coolant or a part here or there. So um, Cooper uh, A&M, just let's pretend I've never seen them defensively. What did they like to do, especially up front?
1: Uh, the biggest thing that they do is they have, you know, some dropped off different looking defenses that most people don't run. Um, if you remember who we played two years ago when we played Ole Miss, they, I was the D coordinator, so it's his kind of scheme it's, um, three down linemen on the, on the line of scrimmage usually, and then three backer bodies that will kind of hover over. So they call it a three, three. Um, but they kind of mix up the bodies and and put their D ends at the backer location. So it kind of presents challenges in and of itself, trying to track bodies and figure out where, like who goes where and where to put what people. And, uh, they kind of, I I think they've done a really good job there. they you know, I think there's some statistical stuff that they've done that's really good. I don't know the statistics exactly off my head, but they, they definitely get after the offensive line and, and figure out ways to make plays.
0: You face a defense that in practice that tries to disguise some things, right? With stunts and bliss, blitzes and those sorts of things. Are there any similarities or is that a reach?
1: Um, I mean, we we go through a lot of different stuff, but I would say the majority of our D line bases out of four down. So it's, it's different, you know, just the way combinations work and who you're working to, especially when we go three down, we usually have a DN on the ball, like outside linebacker body on the ball. And what they do is they take that instead of having the nose guard, the four eyes, and then that overhang right here, he's dropped off. And then there's two backers that kind of roam and they just do, they do some different stuff. Like, yeah, we, we've, we've blocked stuff up before out of our defense that's kind of similar but that's not our bread and butter as a defense
0: how how much of that as as the offensive players is pre-snap reads when they're trying to do things as opposed to kind of making moves on the fly being adjustable during the play
1: it, it really the biggest thing is is diving into the details in the game plan you know our coaches are probably as good or not if not better than anybody in the country that I've, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine anybody being better. I, I can't speak for everybody, but our coaches dial it up and they tell us the right way to win. So if you dive into the details during the week, figure out what's going on and and know who you're going to and know what's going on the full picture,
0: then, then you shouldn't have much issues. Does more fall on you and getting people lined up with a three, three type of look?
1: Really all uh, any, anything requires me to make the call. So if I don't make the call, people will probably be pretty pretty upset. <laughs> people
0: are running around like, that's craziness. Yeah. That's right.
1: <laughs> it's not... <laughs> so it's pretty important, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's pretty important to get that call in. Okay, let me ask you this then. Do you like the challenge of a totally different defensive front? Do you like that mental challenge aspect of it?
1: Uh yeah, I mean it. It doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I just I just do my job. I I do enjoy doing my job though. Like I mean, not that I look at that defense. I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is the defense for me. You know, I don't I don't think of it that way. But I I, I thoroughly enjoy getting out there and and operating at a high level. So that that includes me doing my job at a high level. So I enjoy doing that.
0: You guys did that and and played with a lot more confidence. Uh, I'm backtracking a little bit. I want to ask you more about A and M, but. Um, you, you don't like to talk about yourself, but you have to take a lot of pride in the fact that people seem to rally around you in that South Carolina game. How much of that did you, did you notice or respond maybe is a better word?
1: I I just, I, I, like I said, I enjoy doing my job and doing it at a high level. I I just appreciate, you know, really appreciated all the guys that, you know, had a lot of confidence in me and, and the guys that I was out there with and. I don't know. I take a lot of pride in, in the folks around me knowing that Coop's going to do his job. So, uh, you know, that's that's the best thing I can say about it is that they believe in me. Yeah,
0: well, they do, And they should. Um, now that uh, you're, you're back on the field and healthy was was there a, a toughest time um, when you weren't able to go? Was, it, was there a tough time mentally? You, you're always just so centered. Maybe there wasn't for you as a person.
1: No, I didn't. I, I mean, I, I I had some tough times. I I didn't have. I mean, no, I wasn't like messed up every day on a daily basis, just dying or anything. It wasn't that bad, but just kind of the getting back into it, you know, after coming off surgery, it's it's so hard to get back into the swing of things, and especially when you don't feel like yourself or you can't really do what you need to do to, to perform or anything. So I think kind of just getting back into the swing of things was was really rough because. I knew I wasn't where I needed to be at, but it it was a necessary thing to, you know, struggle through stuff like that to get back to where I needed to be.
0: Well, and you had the, I mean, fortunately on the tough days you had the Vol report brought to you by city heating and air conditioning to look forward to, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. In, That's exactly what I was thinking about. Integrity matters 50 years no. in, in Knoxville. So uh, certainly check them out. Uh, so, is that the last time you've get gone against a 3-3 top of look was Ole Miss a couple of years ago? Or, I mean, is that a common look or very uncommon, it sounds like?
1: Um, the way they run it, it's a little bit uncommon. I didn't play that game versus Ole Miss because I had messed up my ankle that year. But, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple teams that run 3-3. I mean, the thing is what it's really – what most fans will see is when it's the drop-8 stuff, when, when we play people and it's just the 3-D lineman rushing and everybody else is in coverage. I mean that's that's kind of a similar scheme you know for a normal fan to look at. So we have blocked it up multiple times. It's not like we're we were incapable of it. like it's not like we're very uncomfortable with it or anything, but it's just a different a different kind of challenge
0: i am I, I'm very blessed in that the the two players that I've had the opportunity to work with are you and Jacob and I go back to spring or summer um, of no it would have been summer of last year, excuse me when you both were like Brew McCoy, real deal, you know, he's, he's here to work and really the perception could have easily been, here's a guy who's already transferred what three times. Cause he went to Texas and back to Southern Cal and now to Tennessee. It would have been easy to say, Oh, he must not be happy with the surroundings. He's a malcontent. How different was he though, from that perception that could have been out there? Um, Cause I know you hate losing him, but um, I've never heard one even slightly negative thing about him. I've only heard that he's just a fantastic young man.
1: Well, what what you heard is right. You know, I think Brew is a perfect example of, of a leader and and just somebody that talk about just sacrifices. You know, puts his body on the line and and just does whatever he can to help his brothers win. I mean, you can pull up example after example where Brew McCoy is. Blocking for 20 yards down the field, shielding people off of the, the ball carrier. I mean, that's that, that is the exact like the perfect example of who Brew McCoy is. You know, I, I, he's, he's one of my best friends. I, I, I love Brew to death. And, you know, that's a big reason why is because the way he, the way he acts and the way he, the way he plays on the football field, you can tell how much he cares about the people around him. Wow.
0: And you and I both know that he could, halfway block somebody, catch a lot of passes and still be a superstar. But having your all's respect is is another thing altogether, right?
1: I I don't know what I don't know his why or what motivates him, but you know, the saying of how you do anything is how you do everything is is very true. And I think he's he's somebody that, you know, really shows that. And you know, if you're if you're a real dude and and you care about the people around you, you're gonna do everything with with the right intent and the right intentionality and the right attention to detail and you know if that's blocking then then brew's gonna block for 60 yards if he has to you know so that's two years yeah who
0: he is. Pretty, pretty good insight um that's that, that's really good stuff and uh koopa I, I wonder too um when you look back at the south carolina game was there anything that was different in the way you played because you were jumping in midstream that you really particularly want to improve upon in your, your next game, which would be A&M.
1: Uh, the, just really just kind of finding my rhythm again. You know, I think it's hard to, to be exactly yourself. I mean, it wasn't like I played bad or anything, but, you know, just getting back to where I want to be and where I needed to be kind of this whole time along and, and, kind of ironing out the fine details and feeling like myself again. So that's, that's really what I'm focused on.
0: Uh, a couple of stats I pulled up as far as you guys being a, a running football team. I'm, I'm going to pull those up uh, real quick and just a uh, random mention. You can check those out if you want to on off the hook which I'm sure you check out every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Doubt about it. Okay. But y- you guys, um, are on the borderline of being an elite running football team, top 10 in both uh, yards per carry and uh, yards per game. Um, I know that you, you guys do a lot of things. I know you ran the football last year, and I know that uh, you guys want to throw the ball down the field. But still, at, at the end of the day, you're an offensive lineman. And I'm curious how much uh, pride you take in, in that there have been times where you guys, even before you came back and got on the field, have pushed some people around. But especially last last game against South Carolina, how much pride do you take in that?
1: I mean, I, I think we take a lot of pride in that. I think even if you look at last year, maybe we didn't have the the stats or whatever we did this year, but I think we were just as good on the ground. I mean, just if you, if you look at it, watch the tape, and a lot of those big games, I mean – our run blocking was what really I think sprung out a lot of the the big time plays, you know, because there's a lot of people coming out into the box and and trying to crowd it and play run support. But with our with our wide splits, with our wide receivers being so far out, you got to commit to one or the other. You can either you can either cover the pass or you can show your blitz and and commit to it. So, I think I think our prowess as a running game kind of these last few years has opened up a lot of our past game not saying that we were better at running or better at passing but you know I, I it wasn't like it was a deficiency you know
0: no I totally agree so you have 231 yards rushing per game tops in the SEC fourth in the nation 6.1 yards per tent number six nationally that is that is really strong do you feel like defenses are saying we're going to try to take away the pass first is that is that part of the reason you guys have gone up a level in, in running the football?
1: Uh I'm not really sure. Man, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we're just running well. I don't I don't know. I don't know what people are. I don't really know, man.
0: Well you're running the football well, so keep it going. When you start tucking top ten nationally and some stats. That's pretty strong. So kudos. To you, he's Cooper Mays. I'm Dave Hooker. The Val Report with Coop, brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, CityHeatAndAir.com. Integrity matters. A presentation of Off the Sports.